I mean, I almost <laughs> asked, like, which rendition of that are you mimicking? Then you heard the end of it. Yeah. And you knew. You knew that's Axl Rose with those cornrows. There's really only cornrows. one option there. I don't like it either. Listen, <laughs> the local radio station plays way too much GNR. I don't, I'm not that into it. Especially like November rain goes on for 45 minutes, you know? How much is too much? Like, what are we talking here? They play like a GNR every four well, songs or something? You know, a few weeks ago, this is this is in a prolonged intro. Y'all like these, though. Sure. You like them. Sure. You know, several weeks ago, don't anybody get hit out there, please. Because yeah. several weeks ago, I got hit in my Mercedes. And, you know, I, I got that car right around the time when the interest rates were low and inventory was high. And I wouldn't normally be able to afford that car. Sure. Let's be real. Let's yeah. be real. But I got it at a good time, paid a little extra every month that I wanted to. And then this jabroni hits me on my way to podcast recording. And now that car has been sitting there for months in the lot because they don't make all the parts anymore. Super. For cars at all. <laughs> Doesn't matter when your car was made. They don't make it anymore. Because COVID happened and apparently a pandemic means no more parts. Yes. This is all to say that I'm in my dad's truck. A truck, to quote one of my students, that looks like I'm going to pick up a washing machine. <laughs> and so I've been listening to a lot of terrestrial radio. And I, GNR comes on every damn hour. I mean, every hour that I'm in the car, at least. So a good bit time. is this due to popular demand? I, I, I wonder. Knock, knock, knock. I don't know. What do you think? Brad? Uh, I mean, it's a... Oh, I guess I don't want to call out radio stations or anything, but, like, is this a, quote-unquote, classic rock yeah. station? Yes, it's one of those, like... Oh, yeah, yeah I would one imagine of you'd hear a ton of that, then. Dick hmm. rock stations. It's like, all men, all the time, ladies, <laughs> get the fuck out! Exactly. <laughs> one of those stations, yeah. Nothing but balls in here! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically their, their tagline. Nothing but balls in here. Oh, this is a podcast about balls. Um, we got the dick drawer out. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, what's up, ding dongs? Speaking of ding ding ding. Side Talks podcast. We talk about movies, not balls. Well, we talk about <laughs> movies and balls. <laughs> I'm Rachel Morgan. Uh, I'm Corey Kraft. Former, former Mercedes owner, Rachel Morgan. <laughs> uh, Once and future Mercedes owner. Yeah. One, yeah. one day. One day. Uh, not anytime soon, Corey, because they can't make the parts for the cars. Uh, let's talk about movies. Let's do it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fight. Ready, bitch, ready. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, let me get my notes. I actually made some notes. But You're you go, coming you go. out of the gate real hot today, I and I'm I'm just not. So I, I, I want all our listeners to... to you know, uh, curb your enthusiasm here. Um, we are arguing about a, a very famous movie star named <laughs> Kevin Costner, currently on television's Yellowstone, a show that apparently everybody watches but me and anyone I know. Do you well, know anybody who watches Yellowstone? I don't know, and, and nor do I watch it. Okay. Well, um, we're uh, arguing Costner. Uh, I think he's great. I don't know if the timer started. Uh, it's gone. It's going. So why do you don't? Why do you dislike Kevin Costner? What do you is, mean? Uh, I think a very good actor in a lot of stuff. What are you he gives a lot of really good about? performances. 
He's a dad actor, dad sure. Time. You're all you're all here for the dad time. This is a giant, once again, a giant scoop of vanilla ice cream, not even on a cone, <laughs> but in a bowl. I'm bored out of my mind. Well, There's you know, sometimes the, that's all you need, Rachel. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Vanilla is the finest of the flavors, but in this case, he's less than vanilla. He's he's a no taste, sugar free bowl of of shit ice cream. Whoa. And let me tell you something. I totally back up Madonna in the scene in Truth or Dare when she's talking to Kevin Costner and he tells her, oh, I saw the show down front with my kids and it was really neat. And she turns and makes the gagging little symbol towards the camera. 100% in agreement. Mm -hmm. Everybody laughed because they knew it was true. Kevin Mm -hmm. Costner needs to go the fuck away. I don't get it. I don't get his dad bod. I don't get his dad face. I don't get his dad choices. And here's what, here's some of the, let me throw some ammunition out at you. Okay. First of all, I know it's a famous film, but he's in a film called Dances with Wolves. I just won. I, it's, and it's, I just won. How did you just win because a Dances Best with Picture Wolves, winning big and hit? You know that wasn't that supposed made to a lot of my, I, I and, know that. I mean, I don't love Dances with Wolves. I'm sure we've talked about that the on The name of the film is podcast. Dances with Wolves. I remember when it came out, I was like, you're kidding me. They named a film Dances with Wolves. Well, this is so stupid. He, he doesn't even dance with a wolf. No, he doesn't. It's very dumb. Look, he is. He dances on the back of a horse, kind of. A very sincere screen presence who I appreciate. He's this sort of grounding, all American dad type, and he works best in all American dad roles. Look, I know that this is kind of uh, anathema to bring up right now, but he reminds me a lot of a more modern. John Wayne. I'm sure you don't like John Wayne either. I'm sure this is not ammunition on my side. But but like, if you like that sort of performance, if you like that sort of, I guess, for lack of a better term, iconography, uh, if it does something for you, then I think Kevin Costner is a really good representation of that in these excellent movies. Let me list a couple. Field of Dreams, amazing movie. The Untouchables, amazing movie. Open Range, the second Western he directed, amazing movie. Um, And that's not even including, you know, some of his big movies that I haven't seen, like Bull Durham, which people will tell you is his best performance. Hidden Gem in Clint Eastwood's A Perfect World. Now, there's another situation where I'm out on a dad island uh, with yeah, Eastwood. Yeah, And I, then JFK. JFK, no, an amazing That's movie. not a good example. Look, I'll see your JFK. I'll see your Ten Cup or whatever the fuck well, else you're talking about. Well, I have Ten Cup either. And I'm going to give you some titles off of his IMDb page that are, what in the hell? It's like generic movie. It's like you made up, like I think somebody faked, I'm living in a simulation and somebody faked his IMDb page. Look, he's got a lot of bad movies, but continue. Draft Day. Saw it in a theater. Swing Vote. Saw it in a theater. Dragonfly. Did not see it in McFarland, theater. USA. Criminal. I have, I have never seen Let him. him Go, the famous Let Him Go. It looks like one of those Let posters from, pretty good. from the French with, Twilight. with Diane Lane, and they're both pretty good in that God. movie. Three Days to Kill. Uh, and then something bad. called Rumor Has It that looked, I didn't want to oh, click on. Oh, that shit's I terrible. didn't want to click on the thumbnail, but it looked like a little Jennifer Aniston was there. You is know that what correct? that is? That is a movie that's like Jennifer Aniston goes to her family reunion or something, and she finds out that one of her family members is the inspiration behind The Graduate. <gasps> I've seen part of this. Yeah, it sucks. It's, it, does he play her dad in this? He plays her love interest, Oh, God I think. bless it. I don't okay, remember. Listen, I saw that movie in Did this come out before or after the Adele song? You know how they like to do that. Rumor uh, has it. Long before. Okay, well, maybe maybe Adele saw this and was inspired. Maybe. I don't like that list. It's That's and not then, a good list of and titles. And then there's Waterworld, which we all know was a joke. Kind of good, though? No. I mean, really? And when then, we think about it, kind of good, Waterworld? Robin, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And kinda, that's where I'm like, 
good as no. well. I mean, stupid. No. Don't get me wrong. These are stupid movies, but they're kind of cheesy 90s fun. And I think he's a really like fun avatar. I mean, he, don't get me started on his accent in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, okay, which there is you go. hilarious. Example. I can't believe you're fighting on behalf of this guy. Because there's something about him, even so, that's really Here's magnetic. Here's my question. Is he in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or is Brian Adams in it? Which one sang the song and which one starred in the film? He is the he is the acting equivalent of Brian Adams. You have it on in the this, background. This is not like, winning you any points because Brian on, Adams, let's be real, oh, yeah, kind of slaps. Oh boy. Am I right, folks? Brian Adams? <laughs> oh, man. Corey's just into dads and dad bods and dad vibes. I have vibes. never pretended anything else, in fairness. I have always represented that? myself that Let way. Let me use that. What's the song from that? Isn't it like... Um, uh, everything I do, I do, everything I do, I do it for you. You got is well. You've been on the podcast before, Van, but you got to tell the listeners that you're on this now. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm on this. I'm on this now for sure. You two have just gone nuts today, but I find like I. There's I kind some... of agree with both of you because ah! because he is all of those things. He is the great dad bod actor, but he also like Rachel. The more you talked about it and named off his his credits, those movies suck. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what movie I've never seen? Field of Dreams. Oh, it's good as hell, dude. Everybody says, "Oh, you gotta see Field of Dreams." Never seen it. Don't even want to see it. But um, I do think he is a good sports guy. But my my favorite role that he did was the Upside of Anger. In I 2005. Like that, movie. that movie was great. He played a ex baseball pitcher, I think, and he God, was. A, he is baseball. Yeah. Kevin Costner is baseball. Oh, another, he killed it. Another Diane American Lane pastime. picture, too. Yeah, he was a radio DJ. He was an alcoholic radio DJ, and he yeah. just hung out with his family because their dad went missing, and, and he was just kind of a slouch do nothing. That, and that, that role, Diane Joan Allen. Great. Joan Allen. Yeah, I don't know why I said Diane Lane. He did a great job in that. But I, but it's funny, the more that you. And, and he did dance with a wolf and dances with wolves. Mm, he jumped around with it. It could have been Dance with Wolf. Mm. But, and JFK, when you were talking about the accents, he's so bad with and his accents. Four and a well. half hour oh, piece sh- of shit film. That's you know, bad. because it was like, oh, yeah, JFK, that's a great man. I really hate his accent. And I've hated it for years. <laughs> he's not great with accents at all. And, and then I started thinking, shit, maybe Rachel's right. Maybe he's not a really good actor at all, but at he's all? good at doing that guy. You know, it's like, yeah, when you need that guy, you can always call him to play that guy. But if you want him to do somebody huge like a a king or a knight, like it's just goofy. Um, mm, We should put him in just Burger King commercials. Oh, my God. And move on. No, we should put him in Westerns. He belongs in Westerns. Westerns rule, and he rules in them. Yeah, he's doing pretty good in those. But, you know, everybody's kind of doing Westerns right now. And you know what he's kind of becoming? That guy. Yep. Oh, Agreed. God. Agreed. So, forgive who me. so who forgive won? Forgive me, Corey. Uh, I got to give it to Rachel. Yes! She flipped my mind the more she kept naming his credits. I was like, I did not see that coming. I know. I even was going to, I was going to, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to definitely make sure Rachel doesn't win this after that disaster I had when we did our five minute fight. But no, she's, she's right. Although she's a maniac, she's 100% correct. Uh, she whispered poison into your ear she did. and corrupted you like Grima Wormtongue from The you Lord of the Rings. My my heart has changed color. Uh, I know. Poison, a.k.a. the truth. No. Oh. No. Yes. I'm going to go yes. home tonight and, and clutch my copy of JFK tightly to my chest. <laughs> go home and go home and watch a Kevin Costner film. No, you don't want to. I might, actually. It would be pretty sick to watch Bull Durham or something, finally. Bull Durham. Here's another sport movie. 
So, you know, uh, last year this time, we recorded our favorite holiday films. Ho, ho, ho. We exactly. sure did, Rachel. Exactly. Uh, that's right, Santa. And it was, a, it was a pretty good list. I stand by that list. Some things have changed since then, but I stand by that list. But we thought that this year we would, here the week of Christmas this should be releasing, that we would throw out a few titles of just wrecks. These are not necessarily the the best Christmas films or the best holiday films of all time. They're just a few that we're thinking about this year that we thought we would suggest. So some holiday movie wrecks like a T-Rex. Yeah. uh, So, you know, go back and listen to that list from last year. If you care to there, you might, I mean, I don't want to step on your toes, but I'm not going to, I'm trying not to mention a lot of those titles. I agree. Um, and, and bring something new to the plate. So do you want to go back and forth or do you want to? Yeah, yeah, let's okay. do it. I'll, I'll start us off. Sure. Because I'll start us off with one that is unfortunately relevant at the moment. Okay. Because it features Kirstie Alley, who right. just recently just passed, passed away. So 1993's Look Who's Talking Now. If you want to celebrate Kirstie <laughs> Alley and also have a little bit of fun at the holiday, it's actually incredibly enjoyable. Also has John Travolta, whose name will come up in a very near episode. And yeah, it's, you know, talking for folks talking in this case not as babies dogs but talking dogs it's danny devito and uh diane keaton, diane keaton. you got it that's right so bruce will um, bruce Willis is not back uh okay. roseanne was roseanne the, bar the baby daughter and yeah. look who's talking to not back joan rivers not back but you got danny devito you got john travolta you got diane keaton you got kirstie alley and guess who brings an original song but the french singer child singer jordy <gasps> With oh. an original Christmas oh, tune. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I remember this. Who is this? Who is this? Who is <laughs> And who, who is the film it? ends with Jordy. It's Jordy. That's right. That's the right. Film, I've heard this. The film ends with the music video by Jordy. So that is a complete and total win, in my opinion. So, yeah, take a little look at, at ni- one that you don't see on many lists. I wonder why. 1993's <laughs> Look Who's Talking Now. It is the third and final installment in the Look Who's Talking series, unless something changes. I doubt it. Yeah. Then we don't have Kirsty anymore, but we still have Travolta. Um, so what? What's your? What are you coming with? So I'm kind of going a little uh, weird with my recommendations to you. These are not typical Christmas movies, or if they are holiday related, yeah. they're they're kind of twisted takes on it. So I'm going to start with what I think is a really underrated horror comedy from just a few years back, Krampus. Yeah, great film. Yeah, a lot Dark. of fun. Dark as hell. It's darker than you think it's going to be. It's kind of the closest in recent memory that filmmakers have have gotten to something like Gremlins, kind of anarchic monster movie fun, this time, of course, set during the holidays, as Krampus six his uh, ghastly minions, all of which are twisted, uh, scary variations on holiday iconography, on an arguing, bickering family led by Tony Collette and Adam Scott. Yeah. I mean, talk about just an overqualified cast right there. Um, Worth it. It's so fun um, and so twisted and dark. And uh, just the kind of um, little, uh, not entirely soul scarring horror fun you can have at the holidays. It's a good one. Yeah. Hey, listen, I I meant to also mention that <laughs> I just can't let go of Look Who's Talking Now. It also features Olympia Dukakis. What? Yes. And George Seagal has a guest appearance, as does Birmingham's, the, the gem of Birmingham, Charles Barkley. Oh, my God. Okay, but let me let me put that to bed. Okay. And let me say that, that my second choice, I'm going to rep something that we're screening at the Sidewalk Cinema, and we're also screening it a little bit after the holiday, so you can still catch it, and that is The Holiday. Yeah. It is the year of the Coastal Grandmother. 
<laughs> so why not roll your little Diane Keaton ass on down to the cinema and see Kate Winslet and Jack Black and my mom's boyfriend, Jude Law, and who else is Cameron this? Diaz. Cam- oh, Cameron. Cam Diaz. Cam D. Yeah. it's. I actually think this is a fun film. It's damn two hours and 20 minutes, but I think it's really fun. We watched it again last year. Did because you like it? people have said it's good. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think it's got stuff. You know, if you like that Nancy Myers aesthetic sure. and you like to look at pretty people, not Jack Black necessarily, even though he's kind of cute. He's a cute little guy to look at. And you like to look at fireplaces and, and China. And very and, charming uh, kitchens in the, yeah, in the cottage. And, why not? Yeah, I mean, why it's, not? It's, it's, it's quaint. set decoration um, is certainly appealing. It could be worse. It's atmospheric. Anyway, I, I'm going to recommend it. I think it's a fun one to to jump into at the holiday, and we are playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. And I haven't seen it in a few years. I will do the same thing that you just did, which means I'll watch it. I'll be like, <laughs> ah, that was fine. I'll move on, and then a few years later, should I still be around? I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that got say, dark. Yeah, didn't it? I'll say, oh, I should watch the holiday again. Did the ghost <laughs> of Christmas yet to come visit? You or something? Oh, maybe. Um, maybe. Showed you a bleak future with no more Kevin Costner movies. Oh, boo-hoo. Uh, What's number two on your list? Uh, the remake, the first remake of Black Christmas from 2006. Oh, cool. We should tell everybody, um, by the way, we're each doing four. Yeah, we're doing four, I guess. <laughs> we're a little, that was a little convoluted. But yeah, I, I agree with this one. This is a, this is a fun one. You know, uh, the original Black Christmas is kind of its own sort of special thing. One of the first slasher movies. Sometimes Some people credit it as being the first slasher movie, at least in the modern sense. Uh, Bob Clark, uh, the director of perennial Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. Yep. Uh, and Porky's, but... That's not uh, as much make, a Christmas classic as uh, some other things. Uh, you know, we'll set that Black Christmas aside. This Black Christmas um, is just some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in a, yeah. in a slasher movie. Totally. It's big and brash and ridiculous. It comes from Glenn Morgan and James Wong, who were the guys behind Final Destination and a lot of my favorite episodes of The X-Files and the remake of Willard starring Crispin Glover, which nice. is also kind of ridiculous and over the top. Um, and there is some really like gnarly stuff in this Black Christmas remake. So, you know, if you've seen the the original uh, recently and you still want some holiday scares, this, this remake, you could do a lot worse than that. Now, the 2019 remake, not great. Yeah. Not my favorite. Yeah, I hear but, you. Um, but this one, I think, really cool. So check it out. And so my number three out of four, as we mentioned a second ago, is one that I added to the list after I had seen it last year. So it didn't make my original list. I'm going to recommend it this year. It's got just a, a, about a year on it. And that's Spencer taking oh, place. That's a yeah, good pick. Taking place on, on starting out on Christmas Eve and that beautiful opening scene where they're just bringing in what you think are maybe these huge military boxes. that could be all kinds of stuff that you, that you might expect the military to unpack, but they begin unpacking, packing like lobsters yeah. and preparing a meal, a Christmas Eve-ish kind of meal. And so, yeah, that's it all takes place, I think, just over the Christmas weekend. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. And, of course, starring Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. It, again, not our list not terribly filled with fun films. No. Well, at least— That will continue. Yeah. 
at least Corey's. Uh, this one, not exactly what I would call fun, but certainly seasonally relevant, and I think ends in a really fun way. I yeah. think the last five minutes of this film is actually a lot of fun. So I've, I've talked a lot about Spencer. I'm really taken by it. It's, a, it's one of my – it's probably in my top 200 at this point of favorite films of all time, and certainly it would be on a list of recs this year for holiday films. Wow. All right. Well, my number three, um, the writer-director and esteemed playwright Martin McDonough has a new film out this year that seems um, pretty primed for awards consideration called The Banshees of Inisherin uh, with Colin Farrell yep. and Brendan Gleeson. But his debut feature also featured Farrell and Gleeson, uh, 2008's In Bruges. A very, very dark comedy set um, during the holiday season in this purgatorial title city. Uh, Gleason and Farrell are two hitmen, one recently disgraced and despairing, the other uh, just trying to hold things together, who are hiding out in this city. Uh, Their boss, played by a wonderfully unhinged Ray Fiennes, has to come after them uh, when things kind of Spiral out of control. Um, I love In Bruges, and I'm a big fan of McDonough in general. You may also have seen uh, Seven Psychopaths and, well, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. I know yeah. you've seen that for sure. Um, so uh, a talented writer-director. But the, his debut, I think, is still my favorite and another kind of dark and twisted but also pretty hilarious uh, holiday movie. Cool. Well, I'm coming in with my number four. And by the way, my list, I don't know about yours, but my list is in no order. I should have probably Mine started out by saying either, no. this is, it just, as, just as everything else in this segment has been convoluted, my list is convoluted. It's four films that uh, are in no particular order. And I'm going to do something a little out of left field, as they say. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to do something a little crazy, a little wild, something you don't expect from me. I'm about to bring to this list a Disney film. Whoa. Which one? I'll be home for Christmas. JTT starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. This is this is uh madness. And Jessica Beale. Let me tell you something. Okay. I don't you anybody out there go watch this film and tell me you didn't have a good time. Uh, you, this you, thing is a blast. You dare me? This thing is a blast. I saw it actually for the first time just a few years ago uh, see, and okay. really, really enjoyed it and thought this is outrageous. I mean, it's got like an offspring poster on the wall. It's sure. just really, really good. I think he's like got something about, you know, Dave Matthew tickets at some point. It's all it's all very 1998 and including the fact that JTT is in it. But I watched it again. Just a, just about a week ago oh my and, and, and continued to have a really good time with this film. I like it a lot. Well, this is not a film I've seen since 1998. I think you so should I revisit it. I can't speak to it. It's really, really, really enjoyable. I, there are right. there are a lot of really bad holiday films out there, y'all. Yeah, that's this one's for sure. at least fun. I had a good time with it on the second viewing. Well, okay. So, where are you, number four? A movie that I think you think is bad, and it's not. Oh. I think that's an outrageous position to hold. So, I'm coming out of the gate with Especially that. Especially after I've just. Shot off I know. With I'll be home for Christmas. 2005's comedy noir holiday movie, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. It's not good. Starring Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. This it's movie's amazing. It's Shane Black's comeback. Um, from you know his '90s success with movies like Lethal Weapon yeah. and uh, Predator and um, The Long Kiss Goodnight and uh, The Last Boy Scout. All of these, I think, are 
set at Christmas. Maybe not Predator. I don't think they're talking about Christmas and Predator. They might but be. But Shane Black didn't, I don't think, do much of – I think he rewrote that script. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's he's in the movie at yeah. least. Um, kiss Kiss Bang Bang rules. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is a sleazy uh, criminal who has to pretend to be an actor who is then invited to – uh, follow um, Val Kilmer's hilarious cop, uh, and they get embroiled in a noirish missing persons mystery. And it's got all of the sort of classic noir uh, highlights with Shane Black's sort of rat a tat, uh, hilarious screenplay. And, you know, Downey and Kilmer are great. I love this movie. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to argue this one. It just, it's on a lot of worst of ever list well but they're fine. wrong you know worst of. more importantly here's a here's a trivia question for okay. you okay all right brad you're welcome to jump in if you know the answer to this do you know why jonathan taylor thomas is trying to get home for christmas and i'll be home for christmas to hang out with his family no idea. yeah i mean that's obviously the, <laughs> that's obviously the ruse you don't know no his dad has promised him if he makes it by christmas eve dinner that he'll get the porsche Oh, my God. It's a Porsche film. Wow. It's a Get the Porsche movie with wow. Jessica Biel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Anyway, that's our that's our Rex this year. I think that's a great... If you watched all eight of those, you'd be happy. I Well... <laughs> I, I, I stand by that statement. In a, in, a, in a sort of way. I stand... Every one of those films is entertaining and enjoyable. And that's all you can ask for in a Christmas film. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Happy holidays to you. We are your own personal cinematic winter wonderland pancake and Grinch's green pancake. Oh God. So you're keeping the junk food theme going. And I, I guess these are seasonal offerings at what? Like IHOP? IHOP. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Let yeah. me tell you, Corey, don't get too off target. I want to describe to you what a winter wonderland pancake is. Okay. What is a winter wonderland pancake? It's not what you think pancake. it is. It is a buttermilk pancake. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Sure. So far, but here so we good. go. Okay. Top with, and I'm quoting from IHOP. This is not. These are not words that I have used myself to describe. <laughs> these are words that IHOP use. Top with shimmering blue vanilla swirls. I don't think swirls should simmer or <laughs> shimmer. And I don't know, like, what is a swirl? A swirl uh, of what? It's obviously some kind of a sugar swirl. Okay. Many marshmallows. Nope. And a dusting of powdered sugar. Only a dusting. Only huh? a, that's all you need, a dusting. And I don't know. You've got to really think about this because you got to decide which one you want to be. The Grinch, shocker, green yeah. buttermilk pancakes, topped with sweet cream cheese, icing, mm. red candy hearts, and mm. crowned with green whipped cream and more candy hearts because you didn't get enough. I just don't think candy should be on breakfast. Uh, uh, this is not breakfast. Uh, I don't even know why I just uh, said that. That's so naive of just me. Just shut up and tell me whether you want to be the Winter Wonderland or the, or the Grinch. I'll be the Grinch. Okay. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I think it's appropriate, too, because I'm very <laughs> cross today. Listen, there very are some- Very cross indeed. There are some- I did a little research for this. There are some jacked up holiday foods out there. I have had the peppermint frosty because I had to. I had to. I don't know what. It just, I saw it and I was like, I got to have that. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. You don't say. It wasn't good. But in England, 
they have a, a halt, what they call a festive holiday pie okay. at McDonald's. And it is cream cheese and mincemeat. No. Yeah. That's just getting started. Hmm. That's just getting started. I dare you to go take a take a gander at some of these holiday menus and eat something from them. Because it's nasty. I'd rather not. Anyway, thank you to Boutwell Studios. Brad, we really appreciate you. You're welcome. Check us out on social media, at Sidewalk Film, on whatever social media platforms are still left as of the release of this episode. Um, and, uh, sidewalkfest.com. That's not going anywhere. Uh, that's where you can buy tickets to what's playing at the sidewalk cinema. Uh, by the time you hear this, we should still be playing some holiday stuff at the cinema. So come in, come see the holiday itself, which I think Rachel recommended earlier. Um, and, uh, come see some other great stuff that we've got coming up into the month of January, but you'll have to go to sidewalkfest.com to see what that is and get your tickets now. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.